0: Hey everybody, welcome to Dear Asian Americans. This is your host, Jerry Wan. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe and hope you're taking the time to read, watch, learn, and to have conversations with our peers and our friends and our families about what is going on and how we as Asian Americans can learn to be better allies and to support the movement that is Black Lives Matter so that we can all live in a world where we don't have to fear for our lives and that we can really, truly expect to be treated the same, regardless of the color of our skin. This is the first of a series of letters that we'll be reading. And it is thanks, much, much thanks to the effort of the team at Letters for Black Lives, who have written the original letter, and to the hundreds of volunteers who have now translated the letter into over 50 different languages. So here on Dear Asian Americans, we want to take the time to speak to our friends and our family, in our mother tongues. And this week we'll be releasing the audio and video versions of the letters for black lives in various Asian languages. I'll kick things off today by reading the letter in its original form in English. And later today we'll hear the Korean, the Burmese, and the Tamil version read by our friends. I encourage you to share this letter in its audio form to your friends and family who may need to hear it. And also head to our social media channels At Dear Asian Americans on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube to find the video version of these letters if that is easier for you to share. Big thanks to the Letters for Black Lives team. I hope this helps. I hope this makes it a little bit easier for you to share what we feel so passionately about to our friends and family, especially when so many of us have language challenges between generations. Thanks again so much for taking the time to listen to me and to listen to all of our letters. Dear Asian Americans, Black Lives Matter. Mom, dad, uncle, auntie, grandfather, grandmother, family, we need to talk. You may not have many black friends, colleagues, or acquaintances, but I do. Black people are a fundamental part of my life. They're my friends, my neighbors, my family. I'm scared for them. Recently in Minnesota, a white police officer killed a black man named George Floyd by kneeling on his neck for almost nine minutes, ignoring his repeated cries that he was unable to breathe. Two more police officers helped pin Floyd down while a fourth, an Asian officer, stood guard and didn't intervene. Floyd is not alone. Already this year, police officers killed Drayson Reed in Indiana, Tony McDade in Florida in May. Brianna Taylor in Kentucky in March. An ex-detective killed Armand Arbery in Georgia in February. Overwhelmingly, police haven't faced consequences for murdering Black people, even when there's been extensive media coverage. Imagine how many more incidents go unrecorded or unseen. This is a terrifying reality that Black friends I care about live with every day. Now you might be thinking, we're also a minority. We've managed to come to America with nothing and build good lives for ourselves despite the discrimination, so why can't they? I want to share with you how I see things. I'm telling you this out of love, because I want all of us, including myself, to do better. For the most part, when we walk down the street, people do not view us as a threat. We do not leave our homes, wondering whether or not we will return that day safely. We don't fear that we may die if we're pulled over by the police. This is not the case for our black friends. The vast majority of black Americans are descendants of people who were sold into slavery and brought here against their will. For centuries, their communities, families, and bodies were abused as property for profit. Even after slavery, the government has not allowed them to build their lives. It has legally denied them the right to vote, to get an education, or to own homes and businesses. These inequalities are enforced by police and prisons can be directly traced back to the white slave patrols and plantations. Black people are under a constant threat of violence that continues today. Their oppression has not ended, it has only changed form. Black people have not only persisted but also persevered against all odds. They've been beaten by police, jailed, and killed while fighting for many of the rights that we all enjoy today. Even in an unfair system that pits us against each other, Black organizers helped end unfair immigration laws and racial segregation for us all. Though there has been progress, this unfair system is still winning. Throughout these hundreds of years, our government is still killing Black people and getting away with it. I understand you're worried and scared about the looting and property destruction that you're seeing. But imagine how hurt you'd be to see other people express more care for replaceable material objects than for the lives of your young ones. How hurt you must be to protest like this in the middle of a pandemic. Imagine the exhaustion of fighting against the same state violence that your ancestors fought against. This is why I support the Black Lives Matter movement. Part of that support means speaking up when I see people in my community, even in my own family, say or do things that diminish the humanity of Black people. Our silence has a cost, and we need to talk about it. I am eternally grateful for the struggles you have endured in a country that has not always been kind to you. We have been blamed for bringing poverty, disease, terrorism, and crime. You suffered through a prejudiced America so that I could have a better life. But these struggles also make it clearer than ever that we are all in this together and we cannot feel safe until our black friends, loved ones, and neighbors are safe. The world that we seek is a place where we can all live without fear. This is a future that I want, and I hope you want it too. With love and hope, your children. Black Lives Matter. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever.